Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. It's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And it's me, Alex Schmidt. Wow. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) It's Alex! It's Alex, you guys! Yes! (laughs) In in the moment I decided to sound surprised, it's me, even though I'm me. I don't know if that works. But that was my process as an actor. Uh, (laughs) I'm Alex? Uh, (laughs) Thanks for being on the show, man. So excited to be. Thank you, guys. I, I, this is my favorite way to get hype. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Statistically Your speaking, the best way to get hyped, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's the cheapest way, too. Like, Certainly. Yeah. Know. It's, it's it helps you be hype on a budget. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caffeine, drugs, they all cost money. We're, we're, this is, we're uh, hype thrifts, is what we are. Yeah. 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 If this was an article, there would be like a picture at the top of it of all three of us wearing. Like one of those suit jackets, but it's green and all and all money print, you know, like we know Ooh, money yeah. and this is the money way to get hype. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're money masters. How, how, uh, how are you? How are you? What have you been up to? I'm great. I got married a few weeks ago. Very happy about it. Oh, hey, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And How's it going? How's being married? It's good. You get to keep being in your relationship and you're also married and it's awesome i recommend it to everybody nice. who wants to do it yeah it's it's great okay. that's that's cool any yeah. like is there like is it like a sitcom is there like a mother-in-law or like <laughs> you know like you have to take out, out the trash and you're like ah geez do you say ah geez a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. i have i've talked to a few like older people who i think they have a ball and chain framing of the entire thing like not even that they're going through that necessarily just like they like presume that's what it is and i'm like are you aware of like the difference between reality and fiction man i don't know like this isn't it's one of those (laughs) where you're like are is are you okay like ah she jailed you you're trapped it's like trapped forever and it's like i mm, (laughs) seems like you might not be happy yeah don't you generally get into relationships with people you like (laughs) (laughs) and like i'm not suddenly jackie gleason or something right like it's not a weird the past it's it's going great it's good yeah (laughs) 
the the biggest change for me was like i couldn't stop fiddling with my wedding ring for like the first month because it was like i've never been a ring Ooh. person so it was like the first time i wore a ring for an extended period of time and i just kept playing with it for like no, yeah, a same. month or two straight this is this is the third thing at all that i have taped since getting married and I, the first two times, like, I'm glad it doesn't make noise if I fiddle with my ring. I'm glad it's not like a loud <laughs> Velcro sound or something. I don't know why it would be, right. but it's, it's just what my hands do all of the time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, <laughs> the entire summer. Like we got married in May and the whole summer was we playing with that ring. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. Just picking at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, let's well, start. Let's congrats. start. Yeah. Thank you. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. let's start the episode, Dave. All right, let's thank some producers. Let's do it. Uh, we have producers, and they're lovely, and we're going to thank them. So thank you to Driftless Wrote, Mabel's Name, and the Witch's Book of Blood. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, book in blood. In blood. Not, it's not a book of blood. You wrote it in blood. Yeah. Uh, thank you to Hombre Says Mabel. Step on me. <laughs> a lot of Mabel fans. A lot fans. of Mabel if you fans. don't know what that means, uh, I don't know. Go watch the new VHS. VHS 99. Uh, thank you yeah. to... Yep. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Uh, thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. So convenient. Thank you. So convenient. Thank you to James Cameron's prolapse locomotive. Thank you. Choo-choo. Thank you to... <laughs> Choo-choo indeed. <laughs> thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thank you. Uh, thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you so much. Thank you to Dracula the Bus Driving Vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Boy, does he. Thank you to David, the knife boot before Christmas, Henson. Thank, Thank you. you. Let me swoop in here. Thank you to Grumblebee. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a Podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron says, give us a crow emoji. Join the murder. Thank, Thank you. A crow emoji, wouldn't it be? Uh, I think I made that joke last week. Um, I'm going to make it again next (laughs) week, fellas. So I don't know. Uh, Thank you to Deborah's Awesome. Barbara's Great and Cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you to Chiz Killy Tits. Woo! Thank you to these seven bees. Oh, yeah. And thank you to Breezy Boo Easy. Ooh, spooky. Spooky names. Keep uh, they, they may well stay spooky for just the rest of the Again, show. I don't know. Unless people ask to be changed, I will not change them. And that's that. And that's okay. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that as like a punishment. Some people clearly are like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We have trailers. And we finally have the first trailer, the long fabled the whale the whale starring um uh, uh brendan fraser brendan. yeah brendan, brendan fraser. fraser in a uh a, je- a, je- a big old fat suit mm-hmm. um playing i it's a darren aronofsky film about an obese man and i think that's sort of all it's about and about like just like their life that's that's the impression i get from this trailer what do you guys think um, yeah, i I, the go, title being the sounds. whale and then the trailer was like mostly ocean sounds i like right. i know it's not about a marine mammal but they really went for the ocean element i don't know why that's weird to me it would be amazing if it was just moby dick like and <laughs> brendan brendan fraser in the fat suit completely incidental i have like a, not not at all related i have a feeling of being aronofsky it's there's going to be like layers to that name or it's going to have like multiple applicable meanings in the film 
Because I have to believe he wouldn't just make a film about an obese person and call it the whale. Well, no, my my guess is that the whale is going to be like an abusive nickname mm-hmm. that yeah. was on him. Yeah. Um, like, it's not going to be like, we're not, it's, I don't think it's him making fun of the obese character. Right. It's, um, it's not like it's, Rob Schneider is the fat guy. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's probably, I'm guessing this is going to be very sad. It's going to be like the wrestler. It's going to be real like, Aronofsky. That's for sure. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is going to, he's going to do a great job. I, I hope, well, I hope. From, you know, we're all rooting for him. From what I've heard from the initial festival buzz, because this has been playing in festivals all year, um, is that the movie is not very good, but he is good in it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard mm. very mixed things about this film, uh, very mixed things about the film's uh, tone, I guess, or portrayal of an obese person. Um, so I'm not, I'm really not sure what to expect about this movie, um, but pretty much everybody seems to agree that Brendan Fraser is very good in it. So there's yeah, that. Yeah. And the Academy will probably recognize that. Hopefully like, again, he's had such a tragic tale in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice to see that. Even though I, I, yeah, I agree with what people are saying, which is like, I don't know. It's always weird when an actor throws on a fat suit, uh, in general, uh, or when they, they do whatever Jared Leto did in the Gucci one. Yeah. Uh, where it's well, like, why can't you just get an actor? That's but true. like, obviously, to play someone who's morbidly obese, like dangerously, right? Like, this I, I'm is like he's, this is a, it's like you can't really this find is, an actor to do that. I would. It's like a certain. I don't know. I don't want to get. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's excusable in this case because the character is specifically supposed to be like very, very obese. Yeah, uh, and you don't want to give that role to like Christian Bale because you'll kill him. Right. He'll just he'll, he'll just, just kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> um but it's weird it's still like on its face it's like a weird concept it's like actor puts on a fat suit to to do a movie about how sad it is to be fat and it's like that feels bad (laughs) like on you know it's it's, i don't know it's that that i'm sort of i have to withhold my judgment because i have no idea what this movie is like i don't know i I don't know how it's actually portraying it so i don't know yeah Again, on paper that sounds bad, but then I see, oh, it's Darren Aronofsky, and I generally like his yeah, work. Well, and if you and if you think of it along, like in the same terms of like other his previous movies that are about like physically harming or destroying yourself, like The Wrestler and Black Swan, um, I have I feel like I have to think that there's going to be some responsibility behind it, like some awareness behind it. I like, but I, I don't know. Like I have no idea. So. Who can yeah. say? Yeah, this one, I it, it, exactly. I feel like it's it's the kind of movie where if they did a good job of the premise, it's good, and if they did a bad job of the premise, I need to like make sure to not buy a ticket. You know, yeah. so like yeah. it's I almost need to deputize somebody to vet it for me by seeing it, which is maybe right. one of you guys. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm definitely gonna. See <laughs> I think it, we'll yeah. we'll probably end up. We might even end up covering it. Um, That's true. But like Aronofsky movies are hard for me to get excited about because they like to to a t every single one i've seen is like that's a really good movie i never need to see it again (laughs) yeah well most of them are bummers i would say the only ones that aren't bummer bummers is the fountain and noah but no one wants to watch noah no, uh, I, mean, I don't really fountain, want to watch but the, even fountain. the fountains. Fountains, the fountain's kind of kind of fountains sad. a bummer, man. I don't know. What you're talking about. It is a bummer, but it's it's like so out there that it like for me it like overwhelms me with how weird it is. Then 
the bummer. Like, same with Pi. Like, Pi is obviously a bummer, but it's also so fucking weird that I'm like, I don't know. Like, the, the ones that get me is the wrestler. The one that's like, this feels so real. Um, or like, like compare that to for like Mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I still haven't seen Mother. Like Mother. Okay, see, Mother is a fairy tale. It's still a bummer, but it's more abstract. And when it's more abstract, it feels... A li- it's a little easier it's a little, to swallow. It's a little less devastating, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this feels like the latter, where it's like, this is going to be too it's real. It's going to be brutal really, as shit. Really, really yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, Hi-y- man, <laughs> I want that, that Brendan, man, that Brendan. Yeah, no, I'm, I, it's more roles for Brendan, please. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any other thoughts? No. This is like a big yeah. one, but like also the trailer just... It doesn't, doesn't, show sh- doesn't show you hardly anything. I, you know, Sadie Sink is in it as well from Stranger Things. I've heard she's quite good in it. So I don't... Uh, I hope it's good. I hope it's sensitive. What's her in Stranger Things? She's... Uh, oh, Max in Stranger Things. Yeah. Oh! The Kate Bush fan. Yeah. Yeah, the Kate good. Bush fan. Exactly. Good for her. <laughs> I didn't recognize that name. There's the one There's the one that always looks like she's smelling a fart. You know the one? She always looks like she's smelling a fart. Oh. Uh... In Stranger Things. <laughs> you know the one i don't i let's don't really but face. i like that let's, yeah. let's, fart face. let's move on fart face. let's move on nancy nancy, nancy. Okay. She's got fart face. I was, she always looks like she's smelling I, a fart i was never gonna solve that riddle dave <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting there like i thought that was evident i thought it was evident she has fart face no <laughs> what if what if dave was like really bad at describing or remembering winona Ryder? like just can't do it yeah <laughs> Uh, okay. Glass <laughs> onion, a knives out mystery. I feel like we've gotten like, I I'm, I'm all, I've seen t- like three trailers for this. I feel like maybe only mm. two, but I'm definitely like, I'm good with trailers. You, you feel like and this is coming out soon. You're max hype. Like well, the hype fire. I just don't, I, I'm like, I don't, don't want to see anymore. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just oh, want to see the movie now. I see. I see. Sometimes. It, yeah. Sometimes the oversaturation of trailers nothing against the film itself i'm just like okay we're ready for this it's coming out on the netflix did the original was the original on netflix it was um no it was theatrical and yeah i was was about to say i like have a memory of seeing it in a theater but also all time is dilated from the pandemic and i have no idea like (laughs) yeah that's kind of weird i mean i think it's also going to be in the the theaters Right? Yeah, it's but got like it's... a limited week engagement. This is like uh, they gave Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig a bunch of money to do, I think, two or three Knives Out movies for Netflix. I think that was the deal. Okay. I so, wish them cool. well. Sure. No, fine. I'm fine with I, I. My only thing about this trailer looks more like a, a genuine whodunit than the original Knives Out actually was. Um, so right. I we talk about it all the time. I love whodunits. I like Ryan Johnson. I this cast is great. Um, yeah. it looks like fun. I, I hope it's a good, it's a good fun whodunit. Looks pretty sweet. I want to play. So there's a game you can play with whodunits, whodunit trailers, mm-hmm. which is who do you think gets murdered? Judging oh. by this trailer. Like it's a fun game to play when you like, yeah, at this stage where it's like, it's not evident. I think it's Edward Norton. Well, I think that's certainly that the, I, the game they set up is that he's the one that's going to be pretend murdered. Yes. But then they, yes, he wants to be pretend murdered, but then they do a thing where after the quote unquote murder, they include him in the trailer. Did you notice yeah, that? That's yeah, that's And I think yeah. it's, it's, yeah, but I the quote where he says, who killed the party or something like that, 
could be obvious. Like that could be very clearly a clip from before he gets murdered. I just think it's Edward. I think Edward Norton probably is the probably it seems it seems like they're aware of that though. So they've cut the trailer in a way that you can't really tell. Like there's no obvious right. character that's like missing from the rest of the thing. So yeah, but you're probably yeah, right. Tr- it's probably Edward. Edward Norton. Right. And there's yeah. the idea that it's like, ooh, it's a fake murder mystery. And then he actually gets murdered. It just, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. This looks fun. Yeah. Right. It's like less yeah. fun if anybody else gets killed, I think. You know, like, I don't want any of the ladies to die yeah. right away. Like, So, like, if he goes, that's fine. That's good. There, I, I, you know, the standard, I think it's like a standard whodunit. There's always a second body that drops. So the probably one other person will get killed, ooh. but I don't think it's. Right. General, I'm, I'm going from like Agatha Christie or, you know, the previous Knives Out, just like toward the end of Act Two, I think there's usually a second body. But I think it would be fun if it was uh, a, a David Batista and the idea is like they find him and he's been beaten to death and they're just like, but how? Who? Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. who could have possibly beat right. him to death? I also like that version. And then there's just like one of them who's considerably more muscular. Right. Like Hulk than- Hogan shows up. <laughs> yeah. I heard there was a murder. It's like, oh, I don't know who could have done this. <laughs> you better get to the bottom of it, dude. I love that it's Hulk Hogan in your version. <laughs> Like sixty year old Hulk Hogan. Sixty year old Hulk Hogan. He's still pretty big, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Batista's almost sixty. Oh wow! No, what? Um, I think so. He was. He was like yeah. okay. Uh, he was wow. almost fifty when he when he sort of blew up. That actually makes sense because when fantastic. he like when he does serious, yeah, like when when he was a Blade Runner, uh, he like they kind of aged him a little bit, or or they let him look old if that makes sense <laughs> right. uh, okay he's not he is he's like he's 53 now so 53 yeah. okay yeah still still wow mm. yeah good for him i am good, I'm, good. I'm imagining Glad hulk hogan aging. attacking him and it's like when mr burns tries to slap people and there's just no force yeah. behind it you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. giving you the thrashing of your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that would be very because Hulk Hogan's got no cartilage left in any of his joints. He can barely move now. Yeah, <laughs> so it would yeah. be probably sort of like that. <laughs> it would be. It's like a I'd very thick want, cardboard still... cutout. Like it just it doesn't yeah. move a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time for a whole no, no holds barred sequel. I feel like, like yeah, the <laughs> the battle will be different. It'll be more of like a battle between a man. And it won't like arthritis, be. It won't be that but... much different, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Tiny Lister back. Like, I don't care. The, the character well, t- died. Well, Tiny Lister is dead too. So did he die? He, he did. Damn it. He did. So there's like another obstacle anyway. Uh, <laughs> but like Hogan was never terribly mobile in the Kurt ring. Fa- Kurt Fuller's still around. Kurt Fuller's right? still kicking. Yeah. All right. I think you could take like resurrect. Like the electricity makes him like an electric man. Like he lives in electricity. I don't know. We can workshop this later. Um, <laughs> for now, we can talk about this next trailer, which is called Christmas in Paradise. Okay. Uh, with- okay. So the, the <laughs> yeah, biggest boy. shock of this. All right. So it's. <laughs> it's is it Billy Ray? <laughs> it's, well, I remember seeing the poster for this, which is uh, Kelsey Grammer, Elizabeth Hurley, and Billy Ray Cyrus uh, standing on a beach. Um, the biggest shock of this trailer is that Billy Ray Cyrus is playing Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yes. Also, there's apparently a 2007 TV movie also called Christmas in Paradise, which appears to be the exact same plot, but I'm not 
Sure. Ooh. Maybe it's a remake. Uh, it's, it, no, it, I think it's just that it's also in the uh, the Caribbean, which is like, yeah, that you'd call it Christmas in Paradise. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is... um. This is one of those movies where, like, I feel like they all blacked out and made this movie. And then they woke up and they're like, did we make, a, like, a, a Christmas movie together? Like, it's so, <laughs> it's, man. Dude, this is mad. This is mad. It's a, yeah. When it, when I see it, it it's looks a, like it's the kind of movie that gets made by, like, I'm not saying the movie is conservative, but, like, it gets made by, like, the Daily Caller's production arm (laughs) and then gets served up to people who have decided to cut out all of the rest of society from their lives like they've just cloistered themselves off with this one conservative network you know it feels like one of those yeah yeah it feels it feels (laughs) like it it was bought by the daily wire if that makes sense right Um, it's because the premise is so inoffensive it can't be misconstrued as any kind of propaganda right so elizabeth hurley plays kelsey Grammer's daughter Uh uh-huh one of okay. three. One of three. One of three. Right. And all his daughters um, are British or something. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And he's doing an accent. Yeah. Is, was he not? Was oh, he I not he was doing, just yeah, doing an American he, accent? He's also, he's I, also oh, 10. I just wasn't. looked up. Not that, I mean, this is Hollywood, but he's 10 years older than her. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that was the first thing is like, Elizabeth Hurley, she's been, she looks great, but she's been in the biz for a while. And Kelsey Grammer certainly isn't that old. And I was just like, they're like the same age, but I guess she's his daughter. Uh, and then there, <laughs> he disappears, and they find him in the the Bahamas or whatever with and Billy Ray like, Cyrus. Yeah, and they're like, "Come home," and that's the plot. Yeah, yeah. and he's with. I hope they have to like kill Billy Ray Cyrus. He's just a character in the <laughs> film. Just in- yeah. incidentally, here's Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> right. There's a version of this where he's like with like a younger woman. And they're like, ah, oh, dad, what are you doing? But it, they replaced it with Billy Ray Cyrus. In a way, <laughs> it, he's like, in a way it makes more sense. Yeah. He's like, I'm not leaving my Christmas in paradise with Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. I, I would certainly <laughs> take a couple extra days mm-hmm. if Billy Ray Cyrus became my friend on vacation. Yeah, with Like, the, I'm not even a fan of Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus with twin <laughs> Willie Nelson pigtails, which was something yeah. something I was not prepared for. Yeah. This movie's unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this might be it, his character is designed by somebody who's heard of Jimmy Buffett but doesn't like Jimmy Buffett or know anything about Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> so they just yeah. pulled stuff about other musicians and put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't understand this movie. <laughs> I don't understand I don't I don't know who it's for. Um, you're right. Is that it does have this like conservative tint because it's like Kelsey Grammer. He's a conservative. Um, is right. Billy Ray Cy- He's like a country guy. Where it's like I think it's they're trying to like blast Middle America with this. Yes, uh, I think. And it's it's made by people who it, it like feels like it's made by people not that they want to make a movie that teaches you to be conservative, but just like let's get back to movies that don't have a message. Uh, and are right. made with the couple of conservative <laughs> actors who exist. But like, I, it also right. does not seem to actually be trying to do that. I think it just happened by accident. <laughs> You're right, because it's it's that it is that thing where they're like, "Isn't it great when movies don't have messages?" And it's like, all movies have messages. Yeah. If you make a me- movie without a message, 
that's just meandering. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you're making there is, you're just making a very confusing movie. There's it's like famously a period in the it's when musicals got huge. It was like right after World War II oh. and then during McCarthyism and all like the the Red Scare shit where they was they were specifically making movies that were just vacuous and like all yeah. of them are that's these forgettable ass corny musicals. <laughs> right. They're like I'm sick of stories being about Yeah. Things. What if they, they were, were about like, yeah. nothing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay just these disposable ass movies sure right yeah like a 70 minute movie that's 65 minutes of songs about (laughs) what a a nice morning it is and stuff (laughs) singing about trees yeah the the poster for this movie is so photoshopped that it makes me wonder if anybody involved met each they other. Could, they couldn't. <laughs> they couldn't even get them to wear Santa hats. Like the the yes. Santa hats are photoshopped onto them. Yes, it's Elizabeth Hurley <laughs> standing between Kelsey Grammer and Billy Ray. Which again, if you saw this in like a video store, first of all, you've gone back in time. But second of all, <laughs> you would you would think you you would think you're losing your mind. Yeah. You'd be like, what am what exactly am I dying? Am I, am right I dying? Now? Yeah. And like they're all so photoshopped in and airbrushed, like they're not. They're yeah. I think they, Elizabeth I Hurley is on like a different scale than the other yeah, two. It looks like red carpet photos that they like. I don't think they even took photos for the poster. Uh, like <laughs> it's it's amazing. This is an amazing film. Yeah, because so, they all have scenes together, right? So they just didn't bother to also take a picture. Yeah, or I don't I don't know how posters get made, but this was clearly feels like afterwards they're like, fuck, poster. We forgot yeah. a poster. Well, and uh, like, you know, publicity photos you famously used to be a part of these productions. Uh, you, I say famous, right. I say famously because you see like them, they'll get circulated on social media every now and then. It's like, oh, hey, this is kind of fun. They took all these photos. But like, yeah. I, I think now that like since all of the marketing has become either non-existent or just photoshopped for $50. I feel like a lot of these films, especially at this level of budget, just don't even worry about that. Yeah. Like, well, we're not going to spend $5,000 to take photographs of this movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How long has Kelsey Grimmer been Bruce Willising? And what I mean is that he also has a movie called High Expectations, which is another heavily photoshopped poster about a soccer coach i think and it also looks like he is not involved uh too much in it like and that came out uh, apparently is coming out uh 2022 and i'm just looking at it and it's like he's doing so many movies i think he's doing this isn't the only christmas movie he's doing (laughs) he's doing the 12 days of christmas eve a tv movie oh hell yeah hell yeah yeah I think isn't he like um, Ric Flair? Doesn't doesn't he have like five ex wives? <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm guessing he needs the money. <laughs> Might have something to do with it. It's got a lot of alimony. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh Kelsey. Oh my god. So um, the TV movie he's doing, The Twelve Days of Christmas Eve. <clears throat> a, a successful businessman gets into a car accident on Christmas Eve, and Santa gives him twelve chances to redo the day and repair the relationships in his life to find the true meaning of christmas so i guess santa when you die santa's there <laughs> is that what i'm hearing <laughs> from well, that I hope, premise? So. I hope so if he dies and then santa is death and is like yeah it's me i'm i'm god <laughs> and you get 
you get 12 shots at repairing your life. Amazing. I guess, yeah, I guess the cosmology <laughs> is like God is real, but super checked out. Like not coming yeah. to the office anymore, not dealing with the day to day. Like he's just foisted yeah. his work onto Santa. Outsourced it to Santa. <laughs> this is yeah, this is part of another pen that I don't know if people know about, which is that the way there's so many straight to DVD horror movies, if you look it up, oh. it's the same premise with holiday movies. There's like there's there's like thousands of straight to DVD holiday movies. And I someone's watching them. Oh yeah. Because they all exist. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um Let's move on. Weird stuff. Let's okay. move on. George and Tammy is our next one. Mm, this is a uh, limited series coming to Showtime about Tammy Wynette and George Jones, I think is his name. Yeah, um, George Jones. Starring uh, Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon. Yeah. Can't say, like, can't say no to that combination. Yeah. They both don't. Th- am I right? They both have country music face. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They just both look like country singers. Yes. Already. Yes. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know uh, like, this is from the. I know both these singers a little bit, and like Michael Shannon has a really distinctive face that is not George Jones's face. I, I struggle a little <laughs> bit with it. That like George Jones has a much plainer, flatter face than the the like well, I mean, cragged berms of Michael Shannon's face. And it's fine. Michael but I, I Michael Shannon it. played Elvis. <laughs> oh right, he did. The Elvis meets Nixon. It's which is of even bolder casting choice, I think. But yeah, right there like Michael Shannon has such Michael Shannon face that yeah, he can't help but be yeah. Michael Shannon in every role he's in, but that's fine because he's great, right? Yeah, this is um from the writer of the Eyes of Tammy Faye. That as makes well. that makes sense. So this person's just doing Tammy stuff <laughs> with Jessica uh, Chastain specifically. Which, uh, yeah, he just looked right. at Jessica Chastain and was like, "You, you, you're like a Tammy," uh, <laughs> and he's not wrong. But yeah, I mean, if I was into this, like these people, this looks interesting, right? It's a yeah. The the little I know about the story is pretty nuts. Like I think they yeah. I think they divorced and got remarried like two or three times. There was this whole so, yeah. thing where she like probably faked her own kidnapping. Um it's kind of a crazy story, so it it at, at first blush it might not seem like it's like oh it's another like like so many of these music biopics are just about like addiction. And it's like, right. okay, like, how, yeah. and I'm, that is definitely a component of, of, of this story. But like, there's more to this story that may, I was like, oh, okay, I see why they would make this into a mini series. So something batshit is going to happen. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot of, like I said, she probably faked her own kidnapping. There's like, she might have faked a burglary in her house. Um, wow. It's, it, there's crazy stories uh, around these two. Okay. So, yeah, okay. that's right. Cool. And it yeah. does. I don't know. This was. I don't know if it'll be like emotionally satisfying at the end. I don't know what the right, right, how the arc finishes. But there's like stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. This was originally supposed to be Josh Brolin, and they he dropped out, and that's yeah. You Ooh. get you get a Michael Shannon. You get a Michael Shannon. And he looks more that like George sense. Jones to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a, uh, that's a, that's a step up though, right? Oh, I think Bro- so. Brolin to Shannon. Oh yeah, I think cool. so. I yeah. think Brolin. I like to think so. Brolin probably gets a little more buzz. Like I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I have. I have no other thoughts about this. This is so out of anything I would watch. Mm-hmm. It looks fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let's talk about this next one, Chevalier. This is um, based on a true story, although it seems to have like like uh, violin battles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it looks I don't pretty, know if that look, I don't know if that actually happened. Looks pretty but, sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This looks like it's like based on a true story and then made more awesome. Is my assumption. Uh, um, yeah. it's about a a composer. Uh, who is who is the son of an African slave, um, and they he he becomes he rises in French high society because he can play instrument good, and everybody is super white and racist around him as they would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it it overlaps. I don't know much about this historical figure, but uh, the story overlaps with the French Revolution. You got uh, Marie Antoinette running around in there. Um, right. Yeah. I don't know looks good it's the person making it is the producer of watchmen and lost and i'm just like huh <laughs> is there gonna be like a time travel element or a mystery no i hope so uh, the mystery yeah. box around the french revolution <laughs> yeah this looks it, it looks fine it does look it looks like again a very simplified telling of this yeah like it i think they've taken a lot of liberties it looks right? it, it looks like a populist uh, historical fiction film which i'm totally i'm totally fine with those are generally pretty entertaining so yeah and this is this is a person that i don't know anything about so right but this is also the kind of thing yeah where i'm like this looks cool i better look up who the actual person is and what actually (laughs) right yeah right (laughs) like i have a feeling this is gonna be so far from like he's like hanging out with marie antoinette in it uh it's just like i i don't know man but I'm yeah, it, it it looks well done, and like Mini Driver is playing like super racist. She's playing a, a lot real, of white real Mini just, Driver character. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of real racist honkies in this, so that's fun. Yeah, if I if I understand the like, trailer right, he also the guy also has a romantic subplot with some lady in the court, and it might have been Marie Antoinette. All the ladies kind of blended together for me, but but that right. is there, wild well, if true. It, yeah, it's two different. It's two different actresses who are both playing characters named Marie. Yeah. Oh, Uh-oh. wow. And again, they're all they're all like snooty. They're all snooty French racists. So like and they all got those wigs like, I don't know, man. It's really hard. It's really hard. To tell. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> it's really... Real tough. <laughs> what they if all we, got like, fart face. What if we tried to learn about France in that time and actual history is like, yeah, France was so Catholic. Every woman was called Marie. Like they're all named yeah. after Mary. It's just how it worked. <laughs> and they're all wearing the wigs. So everybody looks, they really does look yep. the same. Yeah. <laughs> also the main character's name. It can't possibly be Joseph Baloney, but that's what I'm reading. Uh, that's, that's how I'm reading the name. Yeah. Joseph B O L O G N E. Yeah. I think, I, th- so I think sh- I'm just like, it's Baloney, right? Yeah. Are they all going to say Baloney real serious? Because I mean, I, I, love I, that. I assume they're going to call him che- Chevalier or whatever. I think that's a title, I believe. So I assume yeah. they'll, like, sir. Oh, uh, right, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure, I'm I'm sure this is the joy of English people trying to pronounce French. Uh, that's, it's actually beautiful. But uh, yeah, Joseph Baloney <laughs> yeah. sounds <laughs> more fun to me. <laughs> jo- Joe Bologna. Joe, Joe Baloney. Yo, Joe Baloney. <laughs> It's like a Sopranos character. I love it. <laughs> Joey Baloney. Yeah. Yeah. Joey Baloney. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. Yeah, it I'm, sounds so like a congressman is... from Staten Island, but yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's French, sure. Fine. 
this dude's got a huge Wikipedia page. And this is another one where, again, I'm sure I'm, anything to like fucking signal boost someone that I've never heard about that seems to have an interesting life. Uh, but and I don't know, maybe there were like violin battles. Uh, maybe that is real. But my guess is like I al- I kind of also want to see like the version of this that t- tells the story, <laughs> like the actual <laughs> story. If this if this is in fact what I suspect it is. May- again, maybe it's extremely accurate, but like the trailer makes me. Think I hope otherwise. so, man. He fucking slays that one dude in a violin battle. Yeah, yeah. this assassinates him. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's move on. <laughs> all right, Kindred is this next one. This is a show? Yeah. Um it's uh what's what's going on here? It's time travel? Yeah, it's like this lady is having like flashbacks where I guess you know, judging from the title, she's like jumping back into a past relative or it's like back in colonial times. Um and just stuff keeps getting compoundingly creepy from there is what it looks like. It looks kind of like that movie Antebellum. That came I was out. about to say it feels like there's like six of these oh, movies yeah. that came out. It's it, it is. I'm reading it. She is pulled back in time to a plantation, um, which is yeah, that's a nightmare. I I see why this is a a story that keeps being told recently. Um, but there is like a bunch of them, and I don't know this this does look good. Yeah, it's yeah. based on a novel apparently. Yeah, yeah. I would also guess we're getting a show because like. It's some executive or development person said there are a lot of these kind of stories and there's this amazing existing Octavia Butler book that we should make this kind of story into into a show. Yeah. Yeah. Does it help to know one of the writers did Shrek ever after? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, this... I mean, nothing people, you know, it's like their first job. It's like, listen, it's it's fine. Yeah, we can, it's do. Fine. We can do. Yeah. I just think that's it's always funny. Uh, yeah, they're all like TV people. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at the names, and it's just like, yeah, these people. You know, someone made Outer Range. Someone worked on Watchmen. It's it's this it's the circle you'd expect. Like honestly, the Shrek Ever After writer is the one that spices it up for me. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's kind of fun. But uh, it does. yeah, I mean, with with there being an adaptation, it makes me want to read this book because i haven't read this book but i've read a couple other things by that author that were awesome she has a story called blood child that is some like really haunting mm. science fiction really interesting so so the the really? source is oh, probably damn. great yeah Ooh. yeah i'm reading about yeah, the book this, now and i gotta check this out yeah this is probably really good there's so many shows i know there's that too, are really good there's too much that i i can't ke- yeah i can't keep up with <laughs> absolutely can't like what what channel is this what is this going on fx this is like a, so it'll be on hulu yeah. fx on hulu fx yeah jesus christ yeah and stuff uh, i've seen on, on fx lately is great so that's probably not a good sign yeah you know reservation FX, dogs and they're, stuff they're doing fine what we do in the shadows yeah it's good yeah i bet this is good it just yeah right now the trailer is just very much like um like th- this is one of those trailers that I feel like just really can blend in with all the other sci-fi shows, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's this person and they're experiencing mm. time travel, and it's like, uh huh, yeah, that's that's most shows. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it just feels like <laughs> there's so many sci-fi shows now that are like some variation of this premise, or what like. It- <laughs> there's a there's there's a there's a portal that brings you to another world and it's like yeah i've done a few of those too i don't know it's it's 
it's oversaturated right now. I would say sci-fi TV. What if, what if Kelsey Grammer saw this trailer and he was like, yet another ripoff of the 12 days of Christmas Eve. Can't believe it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, brings in a lawsuit. Angrily getting on the phone with his lawyer or some shit. <laughs> uh, but they're yeah, they're making another scary. X-Men and they're not putting me in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was an X-Men. He was. He was beast. <laughs> <laughs> he was beast. He was um, Hank McCoy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> New next trailer is for the machine. Uh, this is I, this is weird. I this don't is know about, what this is. Well, it's apparently about a stand-up comedian. That if you click on his Wikipedia, he was also the inspiration for Van Wilder. Yeah, okay. Bert Kreischer. Uh, Bert, who's Bert a, Kreischer, Yeah, okay. And he's a big. Do you comic, know? Do you yeah. know what this is? But like, he, he's a big comic, and then apparently this movie is based on a bit he does about getting in trouble with the mafia and it's unclear how real or fake that bit is but then they just like yeah, blow like it out the into russian? a movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah the russian mafia and yeah. he goes yeah he goes by the suit according to wikipedia he goes by the machine and fat sticks um, <laughs> yeah no okay i'm glad alex i'm glad you knew who he was because it was one of those things where like i was yeah. like i i felt like it, it was like a like a lovecraftian creature that like burrowed his way into everybody's memory where I'm like, I don't know who this person is. I've never heard of him before. And where did he come from? And he's apparently been around since the nineties. Mm-hmm. And it's like, huh? I, I don't know yeah. if he's like a good comedian. I don't know if he's like a bad person. I don't know anything. It's just suddenly there's a movie about him. Yeah. I've, I've only heard a little of his stuff, but he's like big. Like he, he does tours in huge venues, uh, like all right. over the country. Yeah. He's the Van Wilder, which I now learned <laughs> is because Rolling Stone wrote a wrote a article about him, and then Oliver Stone optioned the rights, and then Oliver Stone fell through, and they said, "Eh, let's just give it to National Lampoon," <laughs> uh, and that's what happened. I, I wish weird, every weird Oliver Stone movie had fallen to National Lampoon, like National Lampoon's JFK. That would be amazing. And, uh... <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> but yeah I, I i don't know man this is um it's a director i <laughs> shit that, what? that didn't help <laughs> Hold on. the person making it is first of all mark hamill's in it i saw that yeah uh, yeah that jumped out. yeah the director yeah it's the director of keanu that's what i meant by it's a director <laughs> uh and they've done a lot of key and peel stuff and twilight zone so yeah. It is, I don't know. This I'm, could be a very good movie. I'm curious how good it is if you're not already a fan of Burt Kreischer. Like, does it hold up without... Because it could go either way. Like, it could be great without knowing anything about him, or it could be like, oh, I hope I see those references to Kreischer stuff. And like, I, that, right. that's not uh, for the, everybody. The, you know? the, the broader Kreischer-verse. Yeah. Right. That's what's so <laughs> weird about it to me, is it seems like such an, a vanity project around this person. With Mark yeah. Hamill and a like a good director, and it's a person I've just never heard of. Um, it sounds like it, I think it'll stand on its own. It sounds like it's 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 based off of that stand up routine, but obviously they're going to change stuff. And it's a it's about it hap- It's about like a like it says it takes place twenty years after that event, and so it's like a, a fictionalized extension of whatever that routine is. I don't know, man. Mark Hamill's there. He sure is. That's that makes me feel a little safe. 
<laughs> right, he's the most powerful Jedi Knight. Of course you shave. Like, if any Sith yeah, try to yeah. come in when you see the movie, he'll just take him out. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's move on to my favorite name of the of all of these. Um, <laughs> hot Skull. <laughs> What's up, Hot Skull? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah, the trailer for what's called Hot Skull was not what I expected at all. No. I feel like it's a it's a foreign film and I feel like maybe they should have tried again with like <laughs> what they were going to name it, but uh it's a mini series actually. And it's like a zombie ac- apocalypse that's through like gibberish speak. Is did I get that correctly? Yeah, I'm it's not some sure. sort of sure. It's some sort of like illness or plague that passes through speech. I think. And then you just because also it's tricky with a foreign film, right? Like, are they mis subtitling something or something? But uh, right. But yeah, it's some kind of thing where if you hear people speak the gibberish speak to you, then you begin speaking gibberish and you like catch it or something. Right. Is is that all that happens? What imagines you then die or something? Right. Well, it looks like like it's very funny. Like a zombie, right? Like, right. It's Pontypool. This is Pontypool. If people have seen Pontypool. Which had that element, right? Which it was like it was through communication and speaking, if you recall, in Pontypool. I don't know it. Yeah. The zombie film. Oh, okay. Like, it, it's not a, um, it's not a, it's not a new premise, but this looks fun. Okay. Yeah. Oddly, I, I was thinking of a, a novel called Snow Crash. There's a disease like that, too, where, where it passes through speech. But, but yeah. So, th- oh, so okay. that's it. I was like, oh, are they kind of doing the Snow Crash thing? But also it's different and uh and it seems like the main character can't catch it or something it it was a little hard to follow yeah honestly like it feels like a louder version of like pontypool or i i I don't know about snow crash but it just feels like i mean i'm sure it's fun but it's a little more like i don't know pontypool what made that that was a zombie movie that was entirely from a radio station Mm -hmm. and the gimmick was that you never saw anything you just heard it all it was people calling in and it was a really cool idea. And then, of course, the fa- the idea that it is spread verbally fit into that theme, right? Of, like, radio, of listening. This feels like it's using, like, elements like that and just making kind of a big, loud zombie thing. Which, again, isn't bad. Um, it-, it looks fun. But, of course, zombie stuff is very played out at the same time. So, I don't know. Yeah, I could. Yeah. I found the trailer hard to follow. Like, I didn't glean a lot of what you guys are saying from it. So, right. Um, I yeah. guess it could be. Yeah. I mean, the main character's walking around with like sense sensory deprivation headphones, um, like noise yeah. canceling headphones. So, there's, I guess, that. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of the easiest of like the bird box genre. Yeah, when you think about honestly, it. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's like just plug your ears, and it's like, oh yeah, no problem. I mean, Bird Box is also kind of the easiest of the Bird Box genre because, yeah, like, the, the nature of the creatures in Bird Box is you is you literally can't see them. Right. Like, if you see them, you mm. go. So the movie never has to show them to us. Right. <laughs> yeah. God, remember Bird Box? I do remember Bird Box Day. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. We, we've been creeping up on it. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, no, just I didn't see Bird Box, and I think I won't see this. I think I'm not that into this kind of movie. Like, A Quiet Place was just okay, you know? I'm not not that into this kind of, like... Yeah, I... I, I, Yeah, I agree. 
I don't like I, I think it's just a weird gimmick and these all like don't listen or cover your ears or like they've they all kind of rub me the wrong way. Um, right. But I, uh, we, we've been we've been listen, listen, we've been waiting for it. It's here. We're up to it. Let's talk about Mind Cage. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. This is I so excited like, thought, for Mind Cage. Yeah, <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> mind Cage. I'm so into this. It's um, it's like Silence of the Lambs or Copycat, um, sure. except the Clarice character is played by Martin Lawrence, and that was immediately <laughs> jarring. Um, I'm not saying it can't be done, just that I don't think Martin Lawrence has ever done a serious role, and this is very much a serious role. He's playing a detective hunting a serial killer who is a copycat of a previous serial serial killer played by John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And that was what it was like. Mm, perfect. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on here? And, uh, it, it, the, the, so the serial killer dresses them up as like angels. Yeah. He makes John Malkovich is called the artist. He's credited as the artist. He makes, um, yeah, he makes his little victims into like these elaborate angel sculptures that are like nice and creepy and stuff. It just it seems like yeah. every serial killer trope rolled into one. And then it also has Martin Lawrence and John Malkovich in it. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I'm so excited for this movie. It Now, to be clear, it doesn't look bad. It just looks like every trope you've ever seen. With yes, these two actors it, in it. <laughs> so. And it's it's very yeah. like... I'm I'm so curious how this got made because the person, the director, for example, has done nothing notable. Um, I'm sure he <laughs> would argue against that, but he's made a movie called The Recall, The Ghost Maker, uh, sure. War Hunt, something called Apple. Like they're all very like you, you look at them. Wesley Snipes is in one. They're all like that. You know, they're all like kind of straight to streaming. Um generic thrillers and horror where it's like you said where it's all the tropes which isn't to say this is a bad director just that <laughs> i i don't know i thought john melkovich was more pricey but i guess not also he's probably in it for five minutes right yeah yeah this spooky, also this right yeah yeah this also got I'm, I'm reading about it this got filmed uh not during during like a second wave of lockdown like last summer got it so so yeah and then it, it's basically like a gritty detective noir, like serial killer. It's just the casting is so weird. I can't fucking wait yeah. for this movie. Yeah, so it, excited it, for it's Mind like, Cage. It's the two of them and then also a lady who I think is the main character in the show Manifest. But like she's the other character right. and it looks like the plot is if John Malkovich helps them prevent copycat murders, he gets to murder this lady. The, like I, is yeah, i think what the trailer said it was like the deal well, is if no, i help you i get to turn her into art or something it was very I think strange the, to i me. think the idea so i think the idea is he's going to turn her into art like on paper if that makes sense like oh. she's going to be his fake victim so he can solve it i don't think i'm guessing it's not going to follow any like accurate police procedure <laughs> like oh no not, oh goodness yeah. no and it, and, it, and it just looks like, like, again, it's every trope rolled into one where it's like the killer props their bodies up as angels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's called Mind Cage. Mind Cage. Which, <laughs> that just sounds like, right. like a 
It sounds like a like a nineties hardcore it's a, it's band. A, it's, or a, it's a tenacious D lyric. Yeah, with mind bullets. <laughs> yeah, and that doesn't seem to relate to anything we're seeing in the trailer. Yeah, it's not called like the the angel or yeah. the artist. The or, artist. Uh, no. Yeah, and yeah. so it's just like. Yeah, Mind what Cage a, is a better title for the movie. previous movie we were talking about. And it doesn't make sense yeah. for this one. <laughs> it really doesn't. It, it um, looks like a real taking lives. Um, yeah. Just like a real, yeah. one of the, a real also ran, like a real copycat is yes. what it looks like. Yeah, which I love copycat. I, I also enjoy uh, copycat. I recognize it. It looks like a boilerplate thriller. So, it, yeah, you know, it might be fine. Um, I'm going to watch the shit out of it. Yeah, I can't fucking can't wait. wait. I can't wait to see Martin Lawrence putting together clues to bust John yeah. Malkovich. It's coming out. It says it's expected December. Sweet. So gather the family around for, mm-hmm. for the holidays and watch this. Yeah, gather the family, um, gather Billy Ray Cyrus uh, yeah. around the tree. It's, I was just scrolling through the credits and there's someone called Billy Ray Estes. And I freaked out for just a second <laughs> as I started to read that. And name. what if? What if? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. He's still wearing a Santa hat. He's playing Billy Ray Cyrus yeah, again. He's just right? playing himself. Yeah, Melkovich's oh, character is like, I love fine art, and the greatest fine art is music. And then, you know, yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus comes out <laughs> and starts playing. Don't tear my heart. Holy shit. <laughs> this movie is. Like Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna watch this and the this is this to me is in that same Kelsey Grammer Christmas movie where it's like, how did all of this come together? Like, I, I yeah. get that the the people in it are like gettable, you know, mm-hmm. like it's not like it's Tom Cruise in this, but it still feels like a how did these people all find each other situation? Right. It's still um, like, it's that's why I pointed out the the lockdown thing because it still seems like you yeah. know Martin Lawrence has just come off a big hit with Bad Boys <laughs> for Life. Obviously, John Malkovich is John Malkovich. Um, so it seems like, yeah, that would be maybe a, yeah. a little pricier than, than what this production right. looks, but I don't know. Maybe they were just bored. I don't know. Maybe this movie yeah, is it, better than this trailer looks. It honestly might be that where they're just like, listen, I have a gap. I need something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa's got to eat. So just, uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> mind cage. Mind yeah. cage. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. Final trailer. Uh, Jonathan Wick. Chapter four. Jonathan Wickus. Yeah. Before <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. Right. He's got a duel with Bill Skarsgård at the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. What? That is what a premise. Great. Oh my god. I love the John Wick movies. This looks fucking great. I'm so excited. I don't. This movie could have been anything, and I love that they just keep expanding the mythology and the lore of the John Wick universe. <laughs> yeah. It's. It's it's I know this puts the bar low, but it's nice to see something that isn't Mission Possible 20, like where it's like this is technically like an original thing. It's it's very simple, mm-hmm. but right. it's like, yeah, I want I want I keep it going. It's nice to see new franchises, I guess. Yeah, uh, that came from nothing. And like this, I, I don't know, Alex, how many John Wicks have you seen? I've seen the first one. It was fun, but I haven't seen the following ones. Yeah. They get more fun. They keep going. Yeah. Uh, Be- and believe it or not, like, they get more fun. 
Yeah, and they're almost like parodies of themselves. It's what I think Expendables wanted to be, if that makes sense. Where it's like, this feels more like a celebration of action. Right, because the action's yeah. actually good in it. The action in Expendables sucks. Um, yes. And also, like, <laughs> the John Wick movies are really great about escalation. Like, they really understand right. it. Because they're made by stunt people and action film guys and and, and, and gals and, and folks. Right. Um, so it's, you, yeah, it, like you said, David, it's perfect celebration of action films. They're all so much fun. Um, man. Do you think do you think it was awkward on set when Lawrence showed up and he was like, so heard you did another Matrix film. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we tried to call you. We tried. But, oh. you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And Donnie Yen is in this. He Bill sure Skarsgård. is. Bless his heart. Bless his Skarsgård heart. His his scar. His scars. Heart, his scars heart. Heart scarred. But like, how does this not end with Keanu just immediately killing him? Um, he yeah. just doesn't seem. He seems. He you know. He well, doesn't seem that. I'm sure they'll make him yeah, like a you know a ninja master. Yeah, that's kind of what's cool. One of the things that's cool about John Wick is that like anybody can be formidable. Like even like the random yes. thugs he fights. You know, not usually. He usually just chewing his way through people. This is more like in the most recent film. But like because it's just like guns. Uh, you know, you don't have to be Donnie Yen to be good at guns. You know, right? Um. Oh, for sure. And we they've established this is a world where assassins are like garbage men there's just they're everywhere and people are used to them yeah yeah um, do they keep that up the, okay we, cool where yeah just most yeah. people that's their job yeah cool yeah <laughs> yeah where it's like there's fights that'll be at like shows and no one will flinch uh or care mm -hmm. i the the low-key person that i'm always like yes they got him is lance reddick, lance reddick yeah. and i know yeah i i as yeah, far fun. as i'm concerned he needs to be in every single one uh he probably he's my will be. favorite character he probably will be yeah because he's like god like everybody respects him and he's just like he never gets involved you know and he's just like i'm just sitting here being lance reddick and you know that if he has to throw down uh, there'll be hell to pay you know mm -hmm. and then right. ian mcshane of course oh that was cool, and then yeah. clancy brown is in the trailer clancy brown is there did yeah. you guys catch clancy I brown, didn't catch clancy yeah, brown a, no it's a good ad it's a good, good. ad yeah yeah, this, you know, a... like, especially after seeing, I don't know why I'm so fixated on the Hot Skull trailer, but like, you know, like Oof. some of these trailers yeah. for this show are somewhat confusing or I'm like, what's going on here? Or like Kelsey Grammer is there and I'm like, ah, too much. And then like this trailer was just like, hey, a guy is evil because he's French. And I'm like, cool, I can follow. Great. Like, <laughs> right. I understand the villain is a French guy who's a villain because he's French. This is very simple. This is this is a basic situation and I can process it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what's great about it is that it all started from like, you killed my dog. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that uh, movie did you guys, uh, really jumps off after that. It's just like, okay, time for the yeah. movie. Like, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scott Atkins is in this. He Was he in the others? No, this is the first, first Scott Atkins Beautiful. role. Um, Universal Soldier, Day of Reckonings, Scott Atkins. <laughs> um, uh, Scorpion's in it, Hiroyuki Sanawa, Sonata. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. I love, yeah. I Again, I love that they just, they get action, yeah. like yeah. a bunch of good action <laughs> This movie's going to go pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, and then they always get like random ghouls as well. You're Clancy Browns, where it's like, he's not, he's not like a, he doesn't know Kung Fu, but it's like, yeah, throw a gun in his hand. It's Clancy Brown. Like, yeah, he's the yeah. he's the Kurgan. Right. I, I don't think he can't fuck shit up. No, no. They're, yeah, they're action ghouls. Yeah. Where like 
they like they are they're like they're no stranger to being like playing like the rich bad guy mm. in an action film yeah you know or something like that like uh and they all they feel fitting so it's like it brings together like real like action stars who are like can actually throw down and then the, the schwarzenegger type action trope where it's like just like yeah like you said anybody could be a fucking badass mm-hmm. i want to see more balding henchmen oh uh, yeah mm, yeah <laughs> give me some balding yeah. ghouls yeah and also honestly give me schwarzenegger put schwarzenegger oh. in a john wick just fuck it maybe that'll and, be the next one I don't know. he'll be like the king yeah. of the high table or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck it. he doesn't even have to do action yeah the characters are already um, in europe right that's where schwarzenegger's from right easy transition that's where he lives yeah <laughs> he is european <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean it's john wick uh, it lo- it, the trailer looks great it it yeah mm, so excited march is when this comes out uh, yeah all they have to do to keep making John Wicks is to not change a thing. That's it. <laughs> and they they just have to look at they all they have to think about actually is like like with this director, whenever he goes out in public, he should be constantly thinking like, could I kill a guy with that? Could that could uh, could people fight on that? Like mm. so that's it. And just like keep keep thinking about it. That's it's all. It's his uh the, I, I know that it's the two guys that were his stunt people in the Matrix, and I think they just keep trading yeah. off each movie. So that's probably yeah. what they do since they sort of made their living being action stunt guys right one of these guys was in a library one day and he was just like oh i yeah. i need a pen and paper i had to write some shit down yeah he, he killed he, he kills a guy with a book in a library in part three alex you gotta watch sure it does. it's incredible wow that's not what books are for yeah. at all and yeah well it is now it is now. And he doesn't just kill him he kills him in a way that makes you go oh fuck like it's that um, also it turns out it's this it looks like it's the same director for every single one john wick one two three four Ch- Chad and Stahelski, then, yeah. yeah and he's going on to make highlander ghost of Ch- tashima uh and she's whatever man I, I i can't talk um and then like a like 20 other films uh and i'm i'm really happy i really want to see whatever highlander is because like I mean, they've been threatening to make that movie for about 20 years now, so we'll Henry see. Henry Cavill is rumored. It's just like, make this the Highlander that we get, right? Because that's that's mm. great. Oh, yeah. The, these guys doing sword fighting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. Give me that right now. Um, should we uh, Should we move on? Should yeah. Yeah. Let's do, do, do it. Stories? Let's do it. All right. Well, first of all, some more thank yous. Big thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Thank you to davy the ghost of east las vegas francis thank, thank you. you thank you to oh great it's that guy thank you thank you to chester's prophet thank you so much thank you to definitely not guillermo del toro thank, thank you. you thank you to brian who tom knows sure do thank you to bob grenville thank you thank you to steven thank you thank you to han to me the confused cyborg thank you so much yeah all right let me swoop in here uh thank you to asking seven rest in peace michaela you were the best of us Mm. thank you rip michaela um thank you to evil ed 209 thank you thank you to manishevitz maltov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise comrades thank you thank you to tiger doors pratt thompson raindrops keep falling on my head thank you thank you to dan hackroyd thank you thank you to cody johnson's time machine noise Thank you. Thank you to Pete Vorpagel. Thank you. Thank you to follow viral TikTok superstar Jason Pargin on TikTok and buy his new book. If this book exists, you're in the wrong universe. Wow. Thank mm, you. Thank yeah. you. 
So uh, the CEO of WB is doing a real musk right now. <laughs> he's uh, like he, wow, he's yeah. whenever he talks, everything he says, it's like, oh, you got everything wrong. He he re- he recently um, said that we re- uh, someone wrote the quote down here. Oh, yeah. We haven't had um, a Superman in 13 years. We haven't done a Harry Potter movie in 15 years. Yeah. And he's like, we need to do more franchises. That's why everything is going wrong. We need to suck the bone marrow out of more stuff. Like how? First of all, those that those numbers are just wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not accurate. Really bugged me. That's not. Yeah, like we did a Superman movie ten years ago. If you're talking about just Superman, but like Superman was just in the Justice League Snyder yeah. cut that they just put out last year. They literally right. had a Fantastic Beasts movie come out this year. So I don't know what the fuck this dude is talking about. He literally yeah. he wants it's so funny where he's like he said he wants to work with JK Rowling to make more Harry Potters. How could you have your fingers so off the pulse where you're like, you know who we need to tap? JK Rowling. Everybody loves her, right? I think let's get her involved. <laughs> I think this dude is i mean he came from discovery zaslav i think is his name um he's really into like reality and stuff that has very little overhead um and i feel like uh people at this level of making money um don't use social media at least most of them yeah so yeah, and, he probably yeah, has again, no I, idea it's a bubble <laughs> yeah wd is such an uh, amazing example of a bubble yeah we recently covered gremlins too and I, there's actually a summer news coming out about the WB merger stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I've been like thinking about it a lot. And it's like, it's always kind of been in it. Like WB is clearly the villain in Gremlins 2. Yeah. And then just like last year, they were name dropped by multiple movies as the villain. The their Matrix, own movies. Um, their own movies. <laughs> the Space Jam. Like they keep, artists keep like looking at the camera and being like, hey, you know what sucks? warner brothers Warner Brothers, yeah um and they are making a gremlins 3 by the way which i'm sure is going to uh completely they they said uh they apparently said the star of gremlins what's his name oh, said that, that they want to their new gremlins 3 is going to quote ignore gremlins 2 because they don't like it and it's like oh, man fuck you <laughs> yeah exactly uh it's wild wb is low-key making some of the worst decisions they're making some awful movies too yeah like yeah. those fantastic beefs movies woof that's yeah the, they're gibberish the, the second one was that's it like one of the last movies that i remember seeing in a theater is fantastic beasts 2 and that kind of like ruined our day when we saw it like it was <laughs> it's so white bad, bad. And, yeah uh yeah i never I, saw the third one didn't see Why the third you? one yeah learned my lesson yeah yeah but yeah, like I, I feel like this guy is somehow not aware of what they are have already been doing. He's just like, our new idea is the exact thing we're only doing. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's a real Musk. It's like it really is. It, if, where they're like, I'm taking over, and here are my ideas, and you're, and they throw out all the things that's like, oh, so the worst ideas. Like this is just what they've been doing right it's like it's it's every uh, so many executives do this where it's like i've got a list of 10 ideas and eight of the it's 10 ideas 10 of the worst ideas you've ever seen eight of them are ideas that they were already doing yep yeah it reminds me not to get too political it reminds me of ben shapiro after the midterms being like republicans have to focus on not frivolous things 
like the culture war. <laughs> we need to focus on the culture war. And it's like, oh, wow, you almost got it. It's just like, yeah, it's not working. So let's do it more. Let's do it harder. Yeah. 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 That's what this is. And with this guy, we well, and also with the example you picked too, but like with this guy, I feel like he's also picking a strategy that requires the least day-to-day labor from him. Like, I, I feel like all these right. franchises are, are already in progress and happening and just being made. So he can be like, my new idea is stuff people are already doing. Long lunch, you right. know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, no, it, yeah. It's like, oh, how convenient that the solution is the easiest road. Yeah. And requires you not to do any self-reflection. Or change anything. How easy is that? You know, that's what it is. <laughs> right. uh, like, my goodness. Uh, it's mm, it's bleak. It's going to be bleak when we get more Harry Potters. When they're, like, tapping Daniel Radcliffe and, like, dumping money on Good his lap. fucking luck. I don't know if he... I was <laughs> yeah. going to say, I don't, I don't know if he'd do it. I don't, I don't think there's any amount of money. Um, why would I don't he, know. Why, yeah. would I don't he, know. why would he want to get, especially if like J.K. Rowling is, is attached to it again? Like, why would he want to get, yeah. he's, he made all his Harry Potter money. Now he's making all of his fuck around movies, like his, right. his weird really, movies, his Elijah Wood yeah. movies. His Elijah Wood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if they give him so much money, he'll be like, I'll be in one for 10 minutes. Like, I, I would I would I would salute him for that. If he was like, look, they gave me 20 million and I worked for like three days. I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. Go make your freak movies now, you weird freak. Mm-hmm. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. This is like bleak, bleak news for it's, Warner well, Brothers. And, and just the way they've been, you know, stuff disappearing from HBO Max and from every other streaming outlet. So it effectively doesn't exist anymore because they're not doing physical releases. Uh, they're yeah. squashing right. their animation divisions. They're canceling so many projects. It's it's bad. It's like really bad. Get- with warner yeah. brothers right now not to get too apocalyptic or to like try to rope it all together but i feel like there's just there's becoming more and more of a stark difference between the people in power and regular people in terms of like finances and the bubble where it's like they're so they're like aliens now where it's like they couldn't <laughs> possibly the decisions i'm seeing rich people make it's like wow like you like how are you so You're so insulated yeah yeah and it feels yeah. worse and worse now. And like, especially with movie system where it's now like producer driven and studio driven, it's like, man, they're not going to understand what went wrong when it goes wrong. Clearly, because this is their solution. It's, it's bleak. Yeah. Maybe he wants more Superman movies because he's a space alien, too. You know, he's like, yeah, this is exactly. space alien erasure. Me and my fellow <laughs> yeah. extraterrestrials. When I are came to this featured. planet, I mean, when I was born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking wild Mm -hmm. he also said um uh he he said um he also said we have to do more lord of the rings stuff and it's like you mean the thing you're already doing right now (laughs) that's that's another one that he said he said lord of the rings and he said house of the dragon is an example of that uh so we got to do more of that and it's like they're they're doing lord of the rings stuff he said sex in the city it's another one they were already doing that what are are you imagining (laughs) Also, Amazon has Lord of the Rings now. Yeah. I mean, uh, the the license is complicated, I think. But like, yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird to come in and say like, we need to do more. Ho- yeah. House of the Dragon. It's like, you, you mean the thing that was greenlit the second Game of Thrones went off the air like three years ago? Oh, my God. Like, I don't know. So Yeah. Sorry. All right, this is the exact quote. And it's the, even wilder. 
He says, Batman, Superman, Aquaman. If we can do something with J.K. Rowling on Harry Potter going forward. Lord of the Rings. What are we doing with Game of Thrones? What are we doing with a lot of big franchises that we have? We're f- and it's like, do you not know? Do you look like, at the, yeah. the company you yeah. run, buddy? That's, like, that's, wow. Wild. <laughs> Right, it's like, like, what do you do in your spare time? I sit in a chair and look at a wall, and then the sun comes back up, and I go back to work. Like, he he doesn't watch anything. <laughs> we yeah. haven't made a Superman movie in 13 years? Yeah. Oh. He has a Does team of, like, a thousand people <laughs> who digitally took a mustache off of Superman painstakingly for, like, a month. Like, yeah. <laughs> they super make Superman Five movies. Five years ago. That was yeah. five years ago. <laughs> Imagine being in this meeting and having to sit there and like this office space ass dystopian moment. Yeah, what the of, like, fuck yeah. is he talking about? Yeah. It's the Mr. Burns being like, get rid of those sideburns. <laughs> like it's that. You're like, I don't know what you want anymore. I, no I feel like I'm losing mean. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't done a um, Harry Potter in 15 years. <laughs> Literally came out in February or some shit. Like yeah, it just came out. Fucking <laughs> Holy moly! Oh my god! Um, All right. <laughs> second news story is uh, apparently Sean Levy's doing a uh, Star Wars. Everybody's getting their shot at a Star Wars. I feel like any day now I'll get it's, a I'll get a Star Wars shot. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. I mean, there's oh, I forget her name. It's the woman behind uh, Russian Doll is getting to do a Star Wars series that is called um, Oh Natasha Leon Leon. No, no, the, the showrunner of it. Oh, the showrunner. Oh, okay. Um, oh, man, I can't remember what it's called, but it's it, it sounds really cool. Um, so And, like, apparently Andor is really good. I haven't watched it yet. I got it. Yeah, I'm really excited about Andor. I've heard nothing but good stuff. Um, yeah, so, that. like, the, that, that and this other TV project that I just mentioned that is from Leslie Headland. That's her name. Got it. Um, it is called The Acolyte. Star Wars, the acolyte. Um, but right. like the movies, I feel like they just keep giving to these like unremarkable white dudes. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing is like in my head, I'm like, give everybody a Star War. But what they're actually doing is giving every unremarkable white dude a Star War. That's what the actual. So it's like uh, every announcement announcement that someone's getting a Star War. I'm like, sure, man, give them a Star War. But I just <laughs> wish they would give them. Like, everybody gets one, you know? Everybody gets a single Star War. Who gives a shit? The problem is, like, it's the two things. It's the fact that they're all then made to look exactly the same. Although I would argue Star Wars is at least doing a better job at letting the directors kind of do their own thing more. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, they're still, you know, it's not the greatest Star Wars coming out. But they at least, like, do feel like... Like, Ryan Johnson's feels like a Ryan Johnson's... uh, and they've given them so much freedom that they, in fact, steamroll each other's plots. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, may- like, maybe they need to dial back some of it. But, like, I don't know. It's just that Star Wars isn't precious to me. So I'm like, yeah, everybody gets one. Well, but- and they keep canceling projects. So it's like, I don't, every time they announce a new Star Wars movie, it's like, oh, sure. There's like a 30% chance right. this will actually get made. Like. Right, that's yeah. the thing. There was that Rogue Squad one. Mm, that was Patty Jenkins, uh, wasn't it? Patty Jenkins, yeah. yeah. And they'll do these like hype announcements. I remember hers. She got in an X-wing, and and like that must have cost them money to film. And then <laughs> yeah, they don't. It's so directionless, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like it's just very clear that they have no idea. 
again, it's more of the very rich people and powerful people seeming to have like absolutely no sense of what they're doing or business plans. Alex, you wrote a note that I thought was interesting. If you'd care to share that yeah. with the podcasting audience. Cause I, I thought when I saw the name Sean Levy, I was like, I wonder what he did. And it turns out I've seen one. It's called the Adam project. It was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then like in this article, he says that he kind of did a lot of the parts of the Adam project so he could do a lightsabers movie and like work up to getting to do a star Wars movie. And I feel like that's really yeah. insulting to the audience of, the things you make right like just make Mm -hmm. that thing good don't like use it as a secret audition to get a better job that stinks it's also yeah we we did a review of the adam project and we we called that out at the time not knowing whereas like why is every because the action in the adam project really inappropriate Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like he just starts like flipping with a staff yeah and you're like in the middle wouldn't this be better if it was like a shootout it was a more grounded action yeah because the rest of the the movie is like grounded and like funny and sarcastic and then he becomes like a superhero and it was like what are we doing like it, why does everything have to look the same it was it was really jarring too because i remember where we landed with that movie was like there was like surprisingly genuine emotional beats that would the right. film would then immediately undercut with these ridiculous lightsaber fights <laughs> right. um he also and so it turns out yeah there was an audition he also Jesus. did uh he also did free guy which has a bunch of winks and nods to the disney universe like the right. lightsaber and the captain america shield uh, you know the hulk fists or whatever so right. it's it just it's yeah, yeah it really feels gross. <laughs> it's yeah, just like, it, is, like, is this just it, like a fucking reel? Are you just putting together a reel right. that I spent twenty dollars to watch? Yeah, yeah, if I was Netflix, I'd be like, "What the hell, man? Stop auditioning yeah. for your next job. We paid you." Especially the yeah, Adam it, Project is... movie, like what a hundred million people saw it. Like everyone who has Netflix or something. Like, that's that's a lot of yeah. people spending a chunk of their lives observing this thing that you you should have just like put on a disc and mailed to one executive right like if that's the right, goal just shot the sequence yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i would argue the adam project is it, it got what it, they needed and it's a movie that's forever designed to kind of just vanish and it's for the yeah. reason of like like we, we talked about this in the review is like you ever watch a movie from like the 80s and like it's good but then there's something just like really 80s happens where you're like <laughs> oh that's such an 80s thing yeah that's what that felt like to me where it's just like You'll watch like years from now, people will watch the Adam Project and then laugh when the lightsaber shit happens. And they're like, oh, I know when this was made. You know, like it's such a of its time <laughs> fleeting, dated type of action uh, that it's like so silly and so out of place for that particular movie. Mm-hmm. And now learning, yeah, that it was done in the most cynical, for the most cynical reasons yeah. of just, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ben, there's a, a thing Sean Baby and Brockway and others are doing. And, and Tom, you write for him. You didn't know about it. Uh, it's called One Night Hundred <laughs> Hot Dog. And I've been writing there about like the things Pierce Brosnan did right before he got to be James Bond. Because I think a lot of them were secretly just him auditioning to be James Bond. And then they hung a movie around it. So like he didn't have to pay for some kind of photo shoot or film shoot where he does the action. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, Alex, I've been enjoying the shit out of that. <laughs> Yep. Thank the, you. The yeah. Death Train <laughs> was the most recent one. Are, yeah, there's Death Train uh, and there's one called Live Wire, which is where there are terrorists yes. who create a bomb, <laughs> which is just you put a drop of it in water and then people explode if they drink it. And like, those are so Incredible bad. I'm enjoying premise. the film. 
but like <laughs> most of the elements of the movie it's just him clearly waiting for the bond producers to let timothy dalton go and then watch this and know that he can take over like that's all that's going on i love it <laughs> i feel like if an actor can get away with it it's a little less insidious because it's like yeah hey, you i didn't write the movie i didn't direct it that's I'm true just picking yeah. the movies that i'll yeah, I'm just pat- That's still very funny. Padding my resume with action thrillers, so they'll think of me yeah. as Bond. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, and people should read Tom's column about Carnosaur Two. Carnosaur Two, a dinosaur movie that is ridiculous. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Well, that's it for news. Yeah. Let's um, uh, let's name some more producers. Yes, let's. Uh, big thank you to Del Griffith, the shower curtain fella. Thank you. Uh, thank you to the Midnight Patron with Patrons at Midnight. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Rune. Thank you so much. Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. Thank you. Mixed messages. Mixed holidays. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Bootler. Bootleson. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to, thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm. Norm. Norm, thank you to no one can hear you screaming. Space McNulty. Thank you. Thank you. That's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you to your mom. Thanks. Thank you to Nolan. To be Stark, Harold Mayton recommends 1989's Haunted Lawnmower Jaws ripoff Blades. Thanks. I watched uh, selections of it. It is literally that. Nice. It's, it's Jaws, but lawnmower. Yeah. They, well, they do all the that's same. They do all the same beats, Dave. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah. Jeff Ma- the lawnmower uh, Jeff was Mace. auditioning to play a shark, right? Like the lawnmower exactly. is like <laughs> that's my dream. <laughs> it was it was auditioning to play the lawnmower in in Goldeneye. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you to Jeff May's gas station toaster pastries now available at gas stations near you. No gas stations near you. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to uh, Cube 2. Hype your Cube Burrito mouth. Thank you. Thank you to the Ghost of Dave. Ghosts are already spooky, but I forgot about Halloween Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Booser. Thank you. You didn't actually ask me to do that. <laughs> yeah, but you did it. I did it you anyway. Did it. You went rogue. Uh, thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie, f- to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Hi, guys. Um, Dave, before I ask you a very important question, um, oh. Alex, I need to ask you if you've seen, and I'm sure you have, because I'm sure we looked at this in uh, at least one crack writer's meeting, the clip, I don't remember what Pierce Brosnan movie it is, but it's the, the movie where he has a very outsized reaction and says, well, then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> have you seen that clip? Because <laughs> I'm going to send it to you right now. <laughs> That sounds familiar. It doesn't ring a bell, and I'm excited to watch it on a loop for the rest of the night. Oh, man. Everybody just look up Pierce Brosnan. Maybe you shouldn't be living here. (laughs) (laughs) It's like an autofill on YouTube. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) It's from a movie called Taffin. T-A-F-F-I-N. I'm dropping this into our our chat right now so (laughs) so everyone can enjoy it. All right. Uh, (laughs) Now that that's out of the way. <laughs> Sincerely, thank you. Very excited for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can we play the clip? Is there any way anybody can hear it? 
No, but that we can all react. We to can it. all oh, react. I'm gonna, all right, all right. I'm gonna click. I'm gonna click on it. What goes on I'm in this town is none of your business. Right as long as I'm okay, living no, here, it is. Here. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> <laughs> so mad. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh my gosh. Uh, I'll figure. I'll I'll drop it in. I'll drop it in so you guys can hear it too. Um, okay. Um, Look, it's Dave. a fact of acting. If you're wearing sunglasses, you're doing a good job, right? It's just yes. how thespian stuff works and so he's doing a good job oh yeah because you're taking away your eyes yeah. it's like right it's like juggling with one hand yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's an acting fact uh yeah facting <laughs> facting um dave <laughs> yes dave yes Tom. dave uh yeah. we've had we've had fun we, we we're having lots of fun here yeah. um but i need to ask you a serious question okay uh do you have a movie that deserves more hype I do. And maybe you shouldn't be living it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for that. Uh, this is an interesting one because I'm, I'm not. In, I wasn't entirely sure about how I felt about this, but it felt like it needed to be talked about. Uh, this is called The Forest Hills. Um, you might have heard about this movie, but not actually heard about it because it did make the news. Um, in that, it is the return of Shelley Duvall she has been uh gone for 20 years from acting uh and so that's why it made the news you probably remember her on Dr. Phil where she very much uh was talking about suffering from mental health issues um and the interview itself was rather unhinged um and uh so like my first thought which was like Shelley Duvall's being in a movie again I was like is she is she doing all right? Um, she of course is. You might know her from you know The Shining and a and, and Popeye and probably some other movies. Uh, so she's a, a a famous actress from classic movies that vanished. Um, I looked into it and it seems like she's doing okay. And in fact, the Doctor Phil interview was considered very exploitative uh, mm. because it's Doctor Phil. Yeah. Uh, she struggles with mental health, absolutely. But the way they kind of portrayed her was it's more dire. She <sighs> lives in a small town in a community that is very protective of her. And she seems happy enough. Um, and she is in a movie uh, called The Forest Hills. Uh, she FaceTimed to be in it. Um, I don't think she's quoted to just say she's very excited to be back and she had a lot of fun. And she talked about how she got to FaceTime and she just seems generally like happy about being in the movie. So, and I'm sure she was paid enough and I don't think she worked for very long. So that's my way of saying like, I don't think this was an exploitative situation for her. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's all that, that was like my big worry about talking about this movie because I did want to talk about this movie because Shelley Duvall or not Edward Furlong turns into a werewolf. During the trailer, uh, he sure does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a werewolf yeah. movie with Eddie Furlong and Dee Wallace, uh, who you might recognize also from a lot of horror classics, including the the the, the, the werewolf movie, The Howling. The Howling, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Edward uh, Furlong's last name, it's a real Chekhov's gun, right? Like, the fur is going to yeah. get longer in You're the right. film. The fur is getting long, yeah. <laughs> so this is, a, this is a bizarre little movie here. This trailer is a, wild, yeah. Yeah. It's about a man hiking in the Catskills who has head trauma and I think becomes convinced he's turning into a werewolf is the idea. But like, it's very clear that there's 
werewolf in it. It's all practical effects, they said, even the transformations. Um, it's very 80s werewolf. And yeah, the trailer is fucking wild. Shelley Duvall is like his inner monologue playing his mother. So that's why she just like Skyped her role. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like yeah. she's not like there on set with everybody. So I actually think the Shelley Duvall of it all is actually the least remarkable part. Like they're le- they're leaning on that. But honestly, if they were just like, here's an Eddie Furlong movie where he becomes a werewolf, I'd be like, oh, it's brain scans Eddie Furlong. Yeah, I'm in. Well, it's not even like he's not the main. He's clearly not the main character. So he's not. No, it would be about here's a werewolf movie that Eddie Furlong is in. It's mo- it's, it's yeah. mostly about this this other guy. Um, but it looks this does look good. It looks trippy. Um, yeah. I, it looks like it's playing with like the delirium uh, sort of confusion that would go with turning into a werewolf every night um, right yeah it, it seems like kind of it's it's gory again practical effects like without the like the, the stunt casting involved it just looks like kind of a fun fucked up movie on its own alex i don't know how much of a werewolf movie guy you are uh basically not at all but you know i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, rooting for them that's fair that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah i like knowing that they're out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> this actually um the like oh, in ahead, college, we had an apartment where somehow we ended up with a couple like cheap free movie posters for movies at the time. And one of them was Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane and Richard Gere. So that was just looking oh, at us. That's them such being a good happy. poster. Perfect poster. Uh, yeah. But the other one was the movie The Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. And then mm. we watched the Oscars that year and it was nominated for one Oscar category. I think it was for makeup or, you know, some technical yeah. turning into wolves mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then it won the Oscar for that. And so then we like put a little banner on our poster to celebrate like the Wolfman winner of one Academy Award. You know, it was great. I love that. I love it. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. What I was going to say, Dave, is the tone of some of the scenes we see, like especially the scenes between the main character and Eddie Furlong, reminded me of Wolf Cop. Yeah, it does feel it does feel like a little like scumbaggies. Mm-hmm. Uh I love that's Wolf Cop uh, for people who haven't seen is like just about like a drunk. It's very Canadian and it's about like a drunk jackass who becomes a werewolf. He's also a cop. Mm-hmm. That's the name. Yeah. Uh, Fights yeah. crime is a werewolf. And it's yeah, it's just like I like the premise. What if a werewolf sucked? <laughs> like, <we're just> kind of, <laughs> yeah. like what if a werewolf was just like kind of drunk and yeah. sucked? What if, what if a werewolf was kind of spiraling? Yeah. Like <laughs> was not in control of his life. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like yeah, the this, phrase yeah. "What if a werewolf sucked?" was the uh, origin of vampires, right? Like that's how they thought of it. They were like, "What if a werewolf uh, sucked blood?" And then there you go. Yeah. Oh, they're onto something. Yeah, it's good. Writing it down. Um, yeah, I do really want to see that. That would be like a great tagline for a movie. <laughs> like if you're looking at like the the posters for coming attractions at the movie theater, and one of them's like a werewolf movie, and the tagline is "What if a werewolf sucked." <laughs> yeah. irritating <Amazing>. werewolf <laughs> um, but yeah that's so this yeah this is of a lot of layers it's it looks like a decent werewolf movie and then it has eddie furlong and d wallace and i'm like well that, i'm in for that and then it has shelly duvall yeah and it's like well shit jesus christ um so like i don't know it, fucking, it looks uh, it looks interesting wild. yeah it looks really trippy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that is that's my movie that deserves more hype well done dave well done yeah thank you thank you thank you everybody 
Um, I think that's it. I think we've done it. Thank that's you. a sewed. That's a sewed. That's a soda. Frothy, a frothy, a bubbling, a bubbling sewed. Uh, Alex, thank yeah. you so much for being on. Always great. Really fun. Yeah. I'm so uh, hyped what, do you, what do you want to tell? I'm full What do you want to tell people? Where, where, where can they find you? And, uh, and please check out the podcast secretly, incredibly fascinating. Very proud of it. If you just search secretly in your player, it's the big red one. Uh, and also I just started a merch store for it. So if you go to sifpod.store in a browser, it's a, a store with a, a company called Tapatico and there's shirts and posters. So enjoy. Yeah. We will. Yeah. We will enjoy. Um, cool. I guess I should tell you should tell them stuff us, now, right? Dave. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. You go on there uh, for just $5 a month. That's less than the price of Twitter Blue. Uh, you can get access to a bunch of podcasts, exclusive podcasts, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Mm. Um, we also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. Uh, that's another tier. There's a bunch of tiers. Uh, obviously, shout out on, on Hypecast. Custom We Just Watched episodes, custom podcasts in general. Check it all out. You'll love it. You'll fucking love it. Mm, you'll eat it all up. You'll eat up that hog slop. And there's a non-zero, yeah. non-zero chance we watch <laughs> Christmas in Paradise on one of those movie nights. Yeah. Um, we also have a store. Head over to GameplayUnemployed.com. <laughs> you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your little Wolfman peepers on. Slap your Billy Ray peepers onto that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.